You're listening to the Catholic Fragments Podcast, where we explore the treasures of Catholicism, the fullness of truth revealed in Jesus Christ and His Church. I'm your host, Dr. Donald Wallenfang, and I invite you to join me in gathering up the fragments of the truth that sets us free. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3. But whatever gains I had, these I have come to consider a loss because of Christ. More than that, I even consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have accepted the loss of all things, and I consider them so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having any righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, depending on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by being conformed to his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I for my part do not consider myself to have taken possession. Just one thing, forgetting what lies behind but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. Let us then, who are perfectly mature, adopt this attitude. And if you have a different attitude, this too God will reveal to you. Only with regard to what we have attained, continue on the same course. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a great joy to welcome you here on this episode of the Catholic Fragments podcast, dedicated to St. Ignatius of Loyola and a small passage from his classic, The Spiritual Exercises. St. Ignatius of Loyola lived from 1491 to 1556 and had a major conversion later in his life after he was injured in battle uh, from a, a small cannonball hitting his leg and he was in convalescence for a year and during that time had great conversion to Christ uh, and ended up founding the religious order, the Jesuits, the Society of Jesus. Uh, St. Francis Xavier was one of the first in the company of the Companions of Jesus, the Society of Jesus. Uh, so I have a special love for St. Ignatius of Loyola uh, as I went to Loyola University, Chicago, for my doctoral degree, and really 
got to learn his spirituality and this culture of the care of the whole person, this cura personalis, which is a real Jesuit trademark, while studying at Loyola, and then getting a chance to teach the spiritual exercises of Ignatius several times in courses in Christian spirituality. So I love to share this passage with you uh, from week, week number two of the exercises, which has to do with what he calls making an election. And this is something that's very important to all of us uh, as followers of Christ. We want to do the will of God, and we want to be certain as much as possible, or at least assured with what we're doing that is the will of God in order to give him glory and praise. As this is the Jesuit motto, ad maiorem dei gloriam, to God be the highest glory, the highest praise. This is what St. Ignatius emphasizes over and over in his spiritual exercises. If we want to do the will of God, we must begin by asking ourselves, what can I do to bring God the greatest praise and honor? This is the first point. I want to have all my affections, intentions, my whole will ordered to the service and praise of the divine majesty. Have all that spiritual exercises are meant to begin. He says we must have this singular intentionality in order to discern rightly the will of God, especially in big questions in our lives regarding to the state of life that we're in, whether married or religious life, consecrated life, diocesan priesthood, permanent diaconate, whatever the primary state of life and any kind of vocation added on to the vocation, expanded. This is a point of great discernment. And so we need to go through a method, a process, to discern rightly what God is calling us to do. Uh, using all of the unity of the virtues, including prudence as a key virtue, uh, to discern what is the will of God. So I want to read just a few parts of the second week of the spiritual exercises on this topic, making an election, or making a decision, a bigger decision in life, especially permanent ones that affect one's state of life, that are not meant to be changed once made. So from paragraph 172 of the Spiritual Exercises, St. Ignatius writes, this is a way in which many are in error for they take up a predisposed or bad choice and then regard it as a divine vocation. For every vocation from God is something pure, stainless, and without mingling of the flesh or any other disordered affection. A great point there to start off. So this is one way to examine our conscience about why do I want to pursue a certain goal? Why do I feel called to a certain outcome? If it's from God, it will be something pure stainless without mingling of the flesh or any disordered affection. I have to be able to take the possibility to the threshing floor of decision and separate out what is ordered and what is disordered. If it involves any vice on my part, pride, arrogance, conceit, envy, 
lust, greed, anger, laziness, gluttony, any of these major sins, this is not of God. I should be very careful about this kind of goal. But the stuff of God is pure. And it brings a great and lasting peace. All of the saints talk about this. Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of Avila, for example, in the interior castle, talks about this. We know something is from God based on its effects, based on the effects left in the interiority of the soul. This is a major point. So to discern the will of God, it involves an overall disposition of readiness, docility, and even passivity in relation to the will of God itself. I want the will of God to be done in me, in my life, and I have to approach it with a great degree of obedience. Total obedience, really. So the first point is the disposition. What is my disposition in relation to the will of God? But now I want to talk through five rules of discernment that we can identify in this section of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Five rules of discernment. Tranquility, number one. Indifference, number two. Pluses and minuses, number three. Reason, number four. And thinking about judgment day, number five. And I'm going to say just a little bit about each of these rules for discerning the will of God according to St. Ignatius. So this first point, tranquility. It's the beginning of the discernment. He says that we should enter into the time of tranquility. That is the shalom of Jesus, this peace that surpasses understanding. We have to enter into the time of tranquility by remembering why we were created. And he tells us, we were created to praise God our Lord and to save my soul and those of others, the souls of others. This is the purpose of my existence, to praise God. I fulfill my existence as a creature. I complete the circuit of the gift in this great thanksgiving, this great offering of myself. And likewise, I need to be concerned about the salvation of my soul and the souls of other people. This is my purpose overall. It's universal for all of us. This is why we were created. If we think it was, we exist for some other reason, we have to recalibrate the optic recalibrate the compass of discernment. I exist to praise God my Lord and to save my soul and those of other people. The second point, indifference. This is a famous Ignatian concept. The spirit of indifference. Not that we don't care about other people or the will of God. We care about it very much. But we have to be indifferent regarding what it is we end up doing. We have to be indifferent regarding what state of life should I enter. St. Ignatius says we need to embrace a spirit of indifference toward the decision. He says, I should find myself in the middle like a pointer of a balance. 
in order to be ready to follow that which I perceive to be more to the glory and praise of God our Lord and the salvation of my soul. Spirit of indifference, like a pointer in the middle. I'm, I don't need to be biased toward the right or the left, toward this or that. I need to simply be ready to what God wants me to do. And it could be, in a major way, contrary to my natural desires even, what God wants me to do. So I need to put all my desires on the altar of sacrifice to be able to live with this perfect spirit of indifference. It's very difficult to do. We might even learn something from the philosophical method called phenomenology to bracket the natural attitude, all presuppositions, biases, judgments, and set these aside to be perfectly indifferent for where God wants me to go, what God wants me to do next. Can I say that I'm in this place? Yes or no? This needs to be up front in the discernment. The third point, pluses and minuses. This is a common thing that people are instructed to do when trying to come to a decision, whether individually or in a group. Let's add up the pluses about doing this thing as well as the minuses. And it's not just a matter of are there more pluses or minuses. It, it matters the quality of each one. So he says we need to consider the advantages and disadvantages of taking or not taking a certain path. This is very helpful to arrive at better clarity about a certain decision. When we're thinking about something like moving or taking a new job or uh, what to do with a certain amount of money or how to carry on with a certain relationship, we have to think about all the advantages and disadvantages of taking or not taking the certain path. So there's really, you could have two lists of pluses and minuses, one having to do with taking the certain path, making a certain decision, and the other having to do with not taking it. Um, they would overlap, of course, but this actual writing on a piece of paper, a column of pluses and minuses, and, and listing out what would be the advantages and disadvantages of going down the certain path. Number four, the role of reason in the decision-making. What we have to be cautious of is emotion. Emotion itself is a gift from God. It's a very powerful force in our life. But we cannot treat emotion like an idol. We don't want to bow down uh, before the power of emotion. We need to resist its sway, he says, and consider toward what side of the decision reason more inclines. Reason, too, can become irrational. But if we allow reason to remain united with God's revelation, we can trust that kind of rational uh, deliberation, the rational judgment. Reason gives us better clarity than simply emotion or affectivity. So this is a real Ignatian point, and it's really found uh, within the heart of Catholic moral theology and discernment. We have to do what is reasonable, even opening to this more expansive rationality of love, for sure, which itself is rather uh, exorbitant and 
self-forgetful, uh, but altogether, it's trustworthy. This reason is something that God has given us to know right from wrong, to know one thing from another, and to be able to evaluate what makes the most sense given a certain question before us. And finally, judgment day. This final rule of discernment, St. Ignatius says that you should imagine yourself at the point of death, looking back at your decision, what do you wish you would have decided? So think about your death and facing divine judgment. Go back to this point in your history, this point in your story. What would you have rather decided? It's a great way to begin with the end in mind to help give greater direction for what's going on in the present moment. Think about Judgment Day. We probably will make more sound decisions when we have this in mind. Not living according to this YOLO philosophy, you only live once. This kind of idea of rather wanting to regret the things I did rather than the things I did not. This, this careless, irresponsible, immature, arrested development kind of way of approaching life. But instead, think about the soberness of Judgment Day and look back. What would you have liked to have decided? So these are five rules of discernment I think are really helpful. Any decision before us, especially the bigger things, to run, run that decision through these different stages of discernment. You can read more about St. Ignatius, how he fills these out in the spiritual exercises themselves. Again, this is from week two. And with real major life decisions, especially you know the state of life, it would be great to be able to do something like a 30-day retreat with the spiritual exercises, even doing them as he suggests, if you're working full-time and things, 90 minutes a day, spending time with the spiritual exercises to pray and discern and to go through these different phases and rhythms of the spiritual life in the four weeks of the exercises in order to arrive at the, the most clarity, knowing what is the will of God for your life. Finally, to quote from paragraph 189 from the spiritual exercises, he says, For everyone ought to reflect that in all spiritual matters, the more one divests oneself of self-love, self-will, and self-interests, the more progress one will make. What a great paradox this is. The more we divest ourselves, that is, shed, take off, self-love, self-will, self-interest. What do all these phrases have in common? The self. It's a great paradox because it's to say the more we lose ourselves, forget ourselves, the more we find ourselves the more we become who we really are, who God created us to be through this other-centered way of living. The self was not created for itself alone. The self does not exist to serve itself, but to serve the other person facing me, to serve God our Lord from whom every good thing comes. So thank you for listening along with me, thinking about St. Ignatius of Loyola, the spiritual exercises, these five rules of discernment, 
and perhaps you might want to run a decision you have before you through these and see what progress you're able to make. It is a great thing to lift up all of these kind of decisions through this method of discernment that is at once loving and responsible. Thank you for joining me on the Catholic Fragments podcast, where you are equipped to think toward the whole, to pray from the heart, and to live as a witness.